MCU or MCU? This episode, we talk all about the history and evolution of the MCU franchise. And when the movies really took a turn towards MCU, F-U-N. All this and more on episode 35 of Krypton to Alderaan. Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that is to learn the ways of the Force if we're going to go to Alderaan. I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover, and with me is Royce. I'm not going to Alderaan. I have to go to Tashi Station to record my podcast. (laughs) Robin? I got nothing. Hello. (laughs) And Dr. Lorelei. Hello. I call you that. You legally changed your name, correct? I have to keep calling you that? Yeah. And together, we talk all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. Did you hear that on my butt? My Your tongue's I I did a little roll. Yeah, what a weird word to have that happen on. Anyway, if you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out with your feelings. We're on Twitter, at Krypton Alderaan. We're on Facebook and Instagram, at Krypton to Alderaan. That's T-O-A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N. Krypton common spelling. <laughs> common. With a K. Look at, a, look at the periodic C. table of elements that you all have right next to you. Obviously, you're hanging on the wall. We're also on YouTube, so like that smash button. That's my new thing. You know? <laughs> also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show, and it helps people find the show, which is why we do this. I mean, we do it to hang out, but we also want people to listen. And if you lead us a review... I'll read it on the show, like this one from Ash4067. Five stars. Ash says, awesome podcast. Love listening to these guys talk and their recommendations slash thoughts. I enjoy that it doesn't just cover Star Wars, but it usually comes back around to it. Definitely <laughs> worth giving a listen to. Yay! So thanks, Ash. We're getting some good reviews lately, crew. We appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. So thank you, Ash. And if anyone else could uh, get on up there and leave us a review, that would be great. Uh, You know what else helps? Comments and likes on YouTube. Right, Royce? That's good for the algorithm. That gets us in front of people. I always make sure to give it one like. And one watch. Royce really uh, screws with our stats on YouTube. Plays with the averages. I used to reload all my... All my early YouTube videos, I used to reload them, you know, at first, because it would literally count the views. But I think that that doesn't work anymore. It's like one view <laughs> per, per, per IP address yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and also, you know what? If you're new to the show, welcome. Or if you don't know, we have a segment at the end of each episode. So you got to get there. Called Surprise <laughs> Question, where I, Joey, your Star Wars lover, asks the rest of the group a surprise question. It's and wow. she sings a song. Super well-named, and usually I, I sing a song. I actually forgot. I had a really good song in mind this time, and I forgot to look it up so it would be in my head so I could do it. But anyway... Sometimes the song is a bigger surprise than the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really fun thing, and this week's is going to be pretty fun, I think, if I do say so myself, especially for one of us specifically. Ooh. Who will it be? Who will it be? So stay <laughs> it's a tuned. Surprise. <laughs> I don't put the time code for the surprise question in the show notes because I don't just want people to skip ahead and go there, but maybe I should just start doing that. <laughs> because I really want okay, so if you're still paying attention to me saying all this bullshit, I said that because I really want participation. Like I I, I want to know the listeners' answers to these questions that I ask. So if you could, I'll stop writing the time codes, whatever. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you and your answers to these questions. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Nailed it. Rate, share, like, subscribe, smash. Okay. Hi, everyone. What uh, do you all have going on this week? What's going on? Royce, hi. let's play uh, catch up. Uh, so we got to knock this one right out of the way. I finally watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, wow. God. Sorry. Did either of you catch it or no? No. No. So the only reason I watched it is because it was finally broadcast on TV. I was Mm. like, X-Men Apocalypse again? Come on. (laughs) 
and they finally broadcast it. So I I recorded it on YouTube TV and I watched it over breakfast the other day and take a long breakfast and not <laughs> take not, a long breakfast. <laughs> I had a two and a half hour long breakfast the other day. Uh, I love a long breakfast. Exactly. Exactly. I'm on Royce's side with this one. But anyway, you could skip it if you got better stuff to watch over breakfast. I don't really recommend it. It. <laughs> I, I'm a completist. I like to see everything in a series. So I had to. I was really waiting for the opportunity to finally catch up so I can say that I did. But it's similar to some of the newer Star Wars movies. Like, I'm glad I saw it, but I'm not going to revisit it. That's my review of Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you know what? That brings up a really good point because I had a reaction to you saying that you watched that. But also, on our last episode, we talked about Spider-Man, and I went through this thing where, like, the third superhero movie is the cursed one, the bad one. And I personally find that to be true. I think I presented it as an absolute, and I don't want to... I want to make it clear that those are my opinions and not the opinions of everybody. So, if you like the third whatever, Superman with Richard Pryor, or one of Joel Schumacher's Batman or whatever... Anyway, that was my opinion. Sorry if I offended everybody. Iron Man 3 is fine. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> this is also the fourth one. The fourth one yeah. in the uh, X-Men reboots. First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and then Yeah, then Phoenix. once you hit number three, it all goes downhill. Yeah. So yeah. Garbage bag gets bigger. Is there a fourth that's good of any sequels? Mm, no. Not that I can think of. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. They don't get past three. You know, Spider-Man 4, <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 was supposedly in the works once upon a time and, and, and sounded really good to people and all this stuff. There was like hype about it. And um, which I guess we might get with bringing Sam Raimi back in. Anyway, there's something in Apocalypse that really pisses me off. I sat through Apocalypse. I didn't really enjoy it. If you enjoy it, that's fine. But there's a line of dialogue. They come out. It's like 1983 or whatever. And the kids come out of seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. And I think it's Jubilee or someone says, man, really, when they get to the third movie, it, it's bad or it sucks or something yeah, like yeah. that. And it pissed me off for two reasons. One, for three reasons. One, Return of the Jedi is amazing. And it was my favorite Star Wars for a long time. And honestly, I flip flop back and forth. Two. The first third X-Men movie was terrible. And three, Apocalypse was terrible. And they're making fun of Return of the Jedi, which, shut up. Don't try to be meta. Your movie's bad. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got, Robin? Did Wait, you have more I, to say, Royce? Be yeah, before Robin goes, I would also like to put an asterisk, though, on my statements. Because there's stuff I like in Apocalypse with, like, Magneto's backstory a little bit. And, like, his further path to darkness and Magneto's also got like a cool camp in X-Men Dark Phoenix where he lives with other outcast mutants. And that's there's cool stuff in both of those movies. Just on a whole, don't need to revisit, really. Unless you want to talk about it on a podcast. Would you watch it? No. What if we were going to podcast about it? Dark Phoenix? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Still no. All right. Anyway. I was really hoping that that was like a setup for Genosha. You know, Magneto's like island Ge Geonosis of... or something. No, that's that's, Star that's Wars. in Star Wars. It's the yeah. same thing, though, right? His uh, his like sanctuary for mutants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of so, like kind of like that. I was hoping that that would be a setup for that, but I think they could just kind of let that idea fall away. You'll have so, to see it to believe it. Anyway, Robin. Um, I I know what I want to talk about. I don't know how to approach it. <laughs> <laughs> so. We saw the trailer over the weekend for Dune. Has anybody seen the trailer for that yet? Oh, my fucking God. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I understand that Dune, it's a nerd credit thing, Dune. That trailer is three and a half minutes. I felt like it was three and a half hours long, and it was so boring. My opinion, asterisk, I couldn't sit through the trailer. Round one. Fight! <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Now let's let Robin talk about the things she's into this week. <laughs> I mean, so I liked it, and I've always thought Dune was pretty stupid, knowing nothing of it. Um, but we went to his cousin Jamie's 40th birthday party on Saturday, and her husband was telling us just kind of the synopsis of Dune, and I was like, okay, well, that sounds pretty cool. 
And literally, as we were talking to him, I went on Amazon and I bought the book, which is now sitting on our kitchen table. And I thought I was making like a 200 page commitment, but apparently Dune is over 600 pages. (laughs) Yeah. It's gigantic. So had I known that I might not have bought Dune, but I intend (laughs) to read it at some point and we're probably going to see it because I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. But the thing that got me more interested in it was just the way Russ explained it because it seemed really right up my alley and I think up your alley too. Yeah. He's really good at getting people hyped on a thing like, hey, I just saw this thing and you guys should see this thing. And it's typically an obscure comic book, something or other. Yeah, he started talking about it. He said, the book's great. You got to read the book. So I bought the book. And then within five minutes, he was like, you got to come inside and see this trailer. It's awesome. (laughs) And I thought it looked pretty good. I like that uh, Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaacs is in it. It's got an incredible cast. I mean, if there's, they made a Dune movie I think it's like maybe got a little like a cult following, but they're making this one because it'll be a good one. But again, it's another thing where we're like at the point where nerds growing up reading the book are now in charge of making the stuff about the book. So I think it'll be good. I wish that I had someone like Russ to hype me up about the trailer before I saw it. And I think I'd have a much different reaction. Royce, you could cut out everything I said before uh, Robin went. Can- cannot, sorry. <laughs> Live. Just put it now. <laughs> <laughs> this week I'm into Dune. You're wrong and here's why. No, Continue. I love it. Uh, you're never wrong. No one's ever wrong but me. Um, I'm done. <laughs> done. Okay, moving on. Lorelai. Yes. Um, so I guess the big news for me, for us, is that we finished Love Island. Wow. Wow. All 60 episodes. episodes. <laughs> we skipped a lot of them. There's You're like a, lot a of re- Love Island completist. Yes. Um, to be honest, the last episodes are always kind of a struggle because it's just like, they don't bring in new people. I've had enough of these morons. Yeah. And anyway, but we made it through. I correctly predicted the winners. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else have I been into this the last two weeks? I think that's pretty much it. We've, you know, we've been we've been trudging through Doctor Who. Yeah, one Doctor Who, one Love Island. One Doctor Who, one Love Island. Yeah, it's hard to watch both. A little sprinkle of Ted Lasso in there every yeah. Friday. Which Ted is Lasso always, is phenomenal. Uh, so nice. This last episode was so good. It's so Man. good. It's a sports show that tricks sports show liking people into watching it. And then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is a mental health Gets show. Gets you right it's in perfect. the, right the feels. Mm. Man, it's good. So that's All right. what's up with me. Joey, what's up with you? Yeah, somebody asked me. Oh, you <laughs> Joey, did already. what are you into this week? You know what I'm into? Masks. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a fucking mask if you're going to be inside around other people. Wear a goddamn mask. And also, like, if you're sick, stay home. And that's it. Like, we're over a year into this. Just, like, be responsible and wear a mask and stay home if you're sick. The end. Tell Whatever. us how you really feel. I have a lot. I have, let's see, besides masks, one, two, three other things on my <laughs> what I'm into. How are we doing on time, Lorelai? <laughs> we're at 15 minutes. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> it's probably because Robin <clears throat> talked so much. I know. During her own time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring it back to last week or last episode. I want to bring it back to last episode and say that I've been into Spider-Man since we've had a conversation about it. Lorelai and I watched the first Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man movie, and it really made me realize how much I undersold it or didn't appreciate it when we were talking about it last episode. Hmm. Because I really, really liked that movie. And when watching it now, reminded me that it was like, yeah, it was like the intro to comic book superhero movies. And I probably saw it a million times in the theater actually have all my ticket stubs in a fun little book. So maybe I'll check. They don't go back that far, maybe. But anyway, I know like every line to the movie, it's, I said like with the MCU, things get very comic booky, but it's a pretty comic booky movie overall. There are some cringe moments, which whatever, it's early 2000s comic book movie. They're like finding their footing. Yeah. They're also all like 30 playing high schoolers. It's actually, I feel like you can see Tobey Maguire's beard like through whatever makeup <laughs> he has on trying to make him look younger. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I really enjoyed the rewatch. We're going to go for Spider-Man 2 next. 
There's a phenomenal sequence in the movie when they're like doing a montage of a reporter interviewing New Yorkers on the street about Spider-Man. And they're just like after Spider-Man, after his like introduction. And they're going through everybody and there's like the two old men that are like, he puts out his hand and ropes come out and he climbs up the ropes like a spider. I love it. But there's one New Yorker who's just like, I don't know, wackadoo. And it made me really miss New York. He's like, it was great. Anyway, give it a watch. Give it a rewatch. And also, I'm super into this comic. I always am. I will post it so that the listeners He's holding can up, see it. Up I'm holding it camera. up so everyone can yeah. see. It's, it's Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. It's a trade. It's actually the hardcover collection. And it's called Death of Spider-Man. So it's the end of Peter Parker's run and the beginning of Miles Morales's run. But this covers Peter Parker's last stand. And I can't ever even look at the cover without tearing up. So I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to spoil it. I really think if you're into Spider-Man and you want to read a comic book, this is a great one. People out there listening. The cover is all white. And it's Uncle Ben and Spider-Man facing with their backs to us. And Uncle Ben's got his arm around Peter Parker and he sa- he's saying, you did good, kid. And if you can look at the cover of this without tearing up, don't read it. And you're a monster. <laughs> so that's what I've been into. Highly recommend. Okay, I'll skip over everything else on my list for time's sake. But that's a good segue because since talking about Spider-Man last episode, I wanted to dedicate this episode to something that we've talked about doing an episode on. It seemed like a really good time. And that is a discussion about the MCU and the evolution of storytelling within the MCU. And really what I think is like, as they progressed, the creators in the studio took more risks in the storytelling and got more comfortable with like, like we've talked about the extra comic booky stuff all the time, uh, oh, over time. So let's go through the history of the MCU. We could talk about what movies we liked and what we don't like. But I think for me, and I'd love to get everyone's opinions on this as we list the phases in the films. For me, there's a very specific line drawn where there was one movie made and post that movie, the MCU took itself much less seriously and made and just like went for it with comic book stuff and bright colors and funness. And prior to that movie, the MCU was still fun and told really good stories, but it just didn't have that spirit. Let's bounce in. I, I'm going to pull up phase one films here, and I'd love everyone's opinions on phase one. Okay, phase one films. Iron Man 1, The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Uh, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and The Avengers. So, I'll just lay this out. I think phase one was obviously, like I said, it... it the movie that I'm talking about is not in this phase. I think these movies for comic book movies took themselves very seriously and were maybe a little like darkly filmed. And I don't know. It's hard for me to say they took themselves seriously when a guy's like making a robot suit in a cave in Afghanistan somewhere. But and then a big guy who turns green. It's all silly comic book stuff, but it just doesn't feel fun as fun as they do later. What do you think, Lorelai? I agree. It wasn't as fun. It felt like they were trying to be very true to the storyline. I mean, I don't actually know the stories because I haven't read the comics, but it felt like... So just to put it into my perspective, like the early Harry Potter movies when they were like, we're going to do exactly what's in the book and it's going to like, it doesn't feel special or different. It's just like, even if you hadn't read the books, you could probably tell that's how it felt. And it also didn't, really feel like they were trying to make a universe yet. It was just like, here's this one movie about this one superhero. That's how it felt to me. Am I wrong? You can tell me. Well, in The Incredible Hulk, there's not necessarily a post-credit scene, I don't think. Maybe it's mm. like at the end or a mid-credit scene, or maybe it is. Anyway, there's a there's a scene with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man in mm. The Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Um, Who knew? I never saw that one, so yeah. there's also that. People weren't, like, invested in the universe at that point, right? Right. And we also have Captain America with the Tesseract. What do you two think over on the uh, East Coast? What do you think, Robin? So I've seen all of them. 
from that phase except for Incredible Hulk. I'm not a huge fan of any of them except Captain America. In my opinion, that's really the only good one. And I feel like that's the one that feels like it ties, it starts to tie the most in because it does have the Tesseract and it kind of starts building on the characters and makes you feel like it's setting up for like a sequel or some sort of universe. First Thor is not horrible, but it's not my favorite by any means. Iron Man was okay. Avengers, I didn't think was that great. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I really Um, like the first Avengers movie. I was not a fan, but they all kind of felt like standalone movies for the most part. And at that point, I just thought they were making like an Avengers movie and that was it. So yeah, you could probably watch Avengers without watching the others. I did. I saw that before I saw any of the other Mm. ones. There you go. Which might also be why I didn't particularly care for it because I Mm. haven't seen it in probably close to 10 years. That's my opinion. Yeah, I would agree that they all seem <laughs> they all seem more like one-off kind of stories, but like they were just planting the seeds. That's what it has to be. And then also like any creative endeavor that you start, like the first couple iterations are like, we don't know what this is going to turn into. It's just, that's the way everything evolves over time. But I have distinct memories of when Avengers was coming out. And I don't know if we went to a midnight premiere, but you and I saw it together, Joey. Yeah. I remember explaining to my dad, like, we're going to see this movie. It's got characters from all these other movies. And he must have been familiar with the characters, like, that the comic books exist. But he's not... Actually, he would go see the movies, but he wasn't watching these particular movies. And I was like, this is, like, pretty cool that they're putting all of these characters into one movie, but they all just had their own movies. It's like, brand new thing. It's never been done. It felt really exciting to me, even just explaining it to somebody else. Like, don't think you know how big of a deal this may or may not be. And then it (laughs) turns out to be the most successful film franchise of all time or like film universe franchise, whatever you want to call it. The MCU. Yeah, I really, really liked... Well, I really liked all of these films. Thor didn't get me initially. as I I like going back and watching it now. I have much more of an appreciation for it now. But um, man, Avengers, the first Avengers I really, really liked. It probably has one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU when Hulk, when Banner shows up at the end, that's my secret captain, I'm always angry, and he transforms. That that just gets me, my heart swells, and I'm like in it, it like amps me up. But yeah, it just always felt like there was something missing and they had introduced some Infinity Stones, but it wasn't as fun as it gets later. Am I, am I hooking everybody in with the... What movie could he possibly be talking about? Have y'all? Do you I know? think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I think I have the same opinion. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's. So, phase two films. Uh, the first one's Iron Man three. That brought us into phase two. So, Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Ant Man. So. Iron Man 3, I wasn't a big fan of. I watched it. We watched it recently. Lorelai and I went through the MCU catalog recently Mm because Disney Plus has this great feature where you watch them in chronological order, which is incredible. What a smart idea. So we've done it. So we watched Iron Man 3 recently. I liked it a lot more. Thor The Dark World, I didn't think was that fun. Captain America The Winter Soldier, specifically, I want to point this out because this is a lot of people's favorite MCU film. And... I think it's the least fun MCU film, in my opinion. Round one, fight! <laughs> or round I, two. I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robin. Is this... Man, we're not... We're, we're clashing today. I, I just think it's the dark... Like, it's the darkest lit. It's, like, it's the darkest <laughs> filmed. It's the least comic booky to me. So... I mean, I don't, I don't want to bash it. I do like it. I like all the films. She in the just MCU. likes Chris Evans. She watched the Snowpiercer for God's sake. She doesn't care about the quality of the hey, film. I, that one was half in the dark. That's not true. <laughs> what? I would not watch Snowpiercer again. That was garbage. I did oh, watch man. it because See, Chris I like Snowpiercer. <laughs> you want to fight? <laughs> um, round three. Okay, so here's where I wanted to get to. Guardians of the Galaxy. uh, I was going to say, should we all say it on three? (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy is in my mind where things, that's the hard line drawn. They took a chance and James Gunn took a chance and everyone took a chance. And it's this incredible, spacey, 
colorful, fun movie. Music, colors, crazy, crazy shit going on. Humor. Groot. I talked about it last time. Marvel sold the rights to a bunch of stuff. And before the MCU, no one gave a shit about any of these characters. No one had even heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy until this movie came out. And they were very, like, re- relatively recent to come. I think maybe they were first written in the 80s. Their first appearance was in the 80s. Like, I'm probably wrong, but they're more recent in comic book terms. But this movie was so fun. And for me, this is the line drawn. Everything after this, not in phase two, obviously all these movies were already done, but phase three and four moving onward, there's a lot more colorful, fun, comic booky stuff going on. What do you think, Lorelai? Yeah, I think this movie was kind of a turning point in a lot of ways for the MCU. Did you read the Guardians of the Galaxy comics? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not I like, don't know if anyone did. <laughs> I I mean, I I'm sorry for saying that if you're a fan. <laughs> but like I was one of those people who had like never heard of them, but went to see it I think at some point probably because somebody else had seen it. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's super good." Like, you know, I I saw you know, I would go see Spider-Man. I fi- I think I probably saw Iron Man like way after it came out. Like I'm not like the kind of person who's like, oh, a new comic book movie is coming out. I'm going to go see it. So well, like, now you are. Well, yeah, but because because we're, I'm invested we're, we're in the together. universe, also because we're <laughs> together. But I am invested. So I think it was like a, an interesting decision on behalf of you know the creative team to like bring in these characters that literally nobody knew. But they did it in such a good way. And like everybody knows the soundtrack and people like people listened to the soundtrack. Like you don't really people don't like buy soundtracks anymore, especially for a comic book character, like a comic book movie, because it's not going to be like people aren't going to buy the soundtrack. Right. But like for this movie, even though they're all song, there are songs that most people know. But like when you put them together, it's just really fun. And it like was part of the whole thing. That made the movies really popular, I think. For sure. So, Robin, I'm super duper curious in your answer now, because obviously we've butted heads a couple of times on this episode. You really like uh, The Winter Soldier. So I'm just curious how you feel. Like, did this movie impact the trajectory of films going forward or was it all kind of the same because you had already really liked them? I was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy was for sure the turning point because after that they started using brighter colors, they started really having fun with it. And I don't remember, I mean, I could obviously be wrong, but I don't remember a whole lot of jokes being in Marvel movies, or at least not not prevalent jokes. Right. Like maybe that movie a couple is like a, one-liners. It's basically a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's it awesome. It definitely is. And I remember yeah. watching that and being like, oh, I really like this movie. This is completely different from all the other ones. And then it was like every movie they made after that, especially any type of Avengers movie where you have literally the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie. And I feel like they did a really good job continuing Mm. that trajectory with not only the humor and the colors and a bit more levity, but also like actually having good soundtracks and good music Mm. that you're like, oh, nice. (laughs) Right. Now, 100%. And I think what you're bringing up is the jokes and the levity of it all. It's again, like I think the MCU took itself very seriously before this, but also you just made me realize something that I hadn't thought about. It's in my notes. Ask Lorelai. I am a sucker for like an emotional moment in a movie. Something that really, yes, exactly. Something that really gets me emotionally invested in the thing is what I want. And I don't remember feeling that at all in the MCU. There's a little bit of it again at that point where that's my secret, Captain, I'm always angry. But in this movie, when you have a movie like this where it's fun and exciting and light and funny, when you have those serious moments, it impacts me so much more. So at the end, when Groot is protecting them and he says, we are Groot, it hits hard and it connects with me emotionally And it means so much more because of the way the movie was made, which I don't remember feeling at any other point prior to this. Bruce, what do you think about all this stuff that we're talking about? I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out. Get out. Somebody at some point, it was probably Joey, or maybe lots of people, the consensus was like, it's the Star Wars of Marvel. 
And mm. like that statement to me, and this was 2014, yeah. like uh, they don't compare like Star Wars <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy. We were all just, I mean, maybe when Star Wars came out, it was that kind of radical and different than other things. I was really confused by Guardians initially, but I agree with everything that you're saying as far as like it was fun, it was bright, it had the music. I think Marvel figured out how to play into like the nostalgia factor and like the meme culture factor. You're all hitting on it. It's not just a serious film. It's not like he's the hero that we need, but we don't deserve. <sighs> We're ninjas mm. of the night. Like it's not that <laughs> serious. They go the total opposite direction and it invited an entirely new audience because of that. I think like that it was more of a like, let's go to the drive-ins and see the comic book movie and it'll be fun for the whole family rather than like, no, this is for nerds. You take it really serious or it's only for kids. It, like they figured out how to span the gamut from that. But I didn't like it when it first came out. The more you get to know the characters, they grow on you and you like it. And I can watch it now. That was really hard for me to get into, especially with that Star Wars comment because I already like Star Wars. It doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. But they both have spaceships. I guess you, I can see the correlation <laughs> that it's like a, a ragtag team serving a bigger purpose. But I've got a 30-year history with Star Wars. So good Get luck. the fuck out of here, Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> Think you could come up in my house and be Star Wars? I agree with everything that you're saying, though. And in retrospect, yeah, it seems like a turning point for sure. I also want to point out one of the best lines in any Marvel movie. And of course, I can only remember half of it. But when uh, Peter Quill sends a message to whatever council oh, that is, yeah, and, he's, and he's like, and he's like, but he is not quote a total a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was one of the best lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I think it's it's fun too because Peter Quill isn't like a conventional hero, right? Like he's like a scavenger stealing shit. He's like not a good guy. No, at the beginning, like most of the. You know, I guess Tony Stark is also an oh, asshole. Oh, terrible. Yeah. He's a terrible human. But, like, most of them are, like, you know, it's like Steve, Captain America. Like, he was such a good guy. And then he got this ear. You know, it's just, like, most of the superheroes are, like, these, like, totally morally not corruptible people and just, like, perfect human specimens. And then there's Peter Quill, who's, like... Oh wait, I got wrapped up in this thing while I was trying to steal this other thing and yeah. now I have to do this thing and it's really annoying. So I think that makes it a little bit more fun. I agree. And it also makes Marvel What If on Disney Plus a little bit more fun because the What If T'Challa was Star-Lord is probably my favorite episode so far. And it's exactly what you've described, Lorelai. It's like, take, that take perfect... Peter Quill out of the equation yeah. and you put T'Challa in who's just good, and, and the whole galaxy yeah. is good. Yeah. Like, obviously there are exceptions, but he's doing good out in the galaxy and not just, like, out for himself. And it's very enjoyable. So, shout out to What If. Anyway, phase two is the turning point, so... I think so. That's, well, for me, having thought about this episode, I think we brought it up many episodes ago doing something like this, and having thought about it for a while, that it's that hard line... For Gar from Guardians. Really, they were like, this universe doesn't have enough Chris's. We need another Chris. I saw a great meme the other day that was like, hi, I'm here to audition for the MCU. My name's Chris. And the executives <laughs> were like, no audition, you're hired. <laughs> Which is funny because they're all Chris's. Like Lorelai just said, you're so smart. Thanks. Phase three, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Holy shit. Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home. Jesus, there's a lot of movies in phase three. I feel like it's safe to say we love all of these. Like, yeah. there's not really a lame one in the bunch, I feel like. No, well, I'm iffy on Civil War. Maybe Also, have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah, maybe Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, I think Civil War was important, though. Civil War was very important, but some of the story elements, some of the choices that they made, the directions that it went. The Russo brothers were brought into the MCU, and they directed Winter Soldier, Civil War, and the Infinity movies. Infinity uh, War and Endgame. And I love Infinity War and Endgame. I don't love Winter Soldier and Civil War. 
for both of those movies, watching them, when we recently watched them, my thought was they're, they like were focusing too much on the action and not enough on the story, which is what I wanted. So I think after actually reading this list just now, live, on air, it might discredit my point a little bit. But let's get into it. Royce said we all love these movies. What do you think, Lorelai? Was this, what's your favorite phase? Let's put it that way. Oh, I mean, I think this phase three. Phase three? three. Yeah. I it's mean, just, it brings it all together and it brings yeah, it all home. Exactly. I mean, they're all really good. They're all really, really, I mean. None Am- of them are bad. I'll rephrase. None of them are bad. Yeah. Right? Ant-Man and the Wasp is, Ant-Man and the Wasp is decent. It has this one moment where the bad guy tells them where, they don't know he's the bad guy. He tells them where to find the stuff, but then he's the one who stole the stuff and he shows up there and it's supposed to be, it's really weird and, and very janky. But anyway, apart from that, it's, it's all right. And Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was good. Yeah. yeah. And like Again, another fun, funny light. Captain Marvel yeah. to the universe, which is fun. The introduction, wait, was the first Spider-Man in the last phase or this phase? This, this is the last yeah. phase. Shang I meant the previous, is, yeah. the previous phase or the one we're currently talking phase about. Three. Phase Spider-Man's three. Spider-Man's phase three. Yeah. So like the introduction of some very fun movies, some very fun characters. It's a great phase. So you're voting for my, you would check the box next to Guardians Changed Everything. You're on <laughs> yeah. my side. Yeah, I am on your side. Yeah. Okay, great. I think your side is also like most people's side. <laughs> Just to yeah, but throw that out. Joey's side first. <laughs> Hashtag Joey said, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. This isn't something that's going to blow our listeners' minds. I know. Guardians changed everything. But I think, yeah, these are good movies. Thor Ragnarok. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to make, I'm going to. Probably my favorite. I'm going to put an asterisk on my point with Thor Ragnarok in mind from this phase. Mm. But, okay. So, same question to Royce and Robin. What are you, what's your favorite phase of the MCU? Definitely phase three for all the same reasons Lorelai just mentioned. I did not like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I do think it was an important film because there was a lot of really important things going on for what was going on in the universe, both at the same time and films to follow. So that was an important movie, even though I did not like it that much. But <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie. So I would say phase three. Yeah. What do you think, Royce? They're all so good. Doctor Strange is probably my favorite of the bunch. Uh, but yeah, they just, they figured out all the tying everything in together. It's got the end credit scene. Like you can pick like any two movies at random and like figure out how they connect sort of, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite phase? Yeah. it's a, How could it not be? This one's got the <laughs> most movies in it, dude. Well, this one has like twice as like many movies as movies. the rest. Again, the ratio, the the stats are skewed. (laughs) Yeah, so I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that's like, I like the first phase the most, although it is like a different style of film. So maybe if you like that more one-off story that doesn't branch out, like maybe those are better in certain ways. It'd be Mm -hmm. interesting to find someone that was like hardcore about that. Like, no way, man. Mm -hmm. Incredible Hulk all the way. Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do really like the Incredible Hulk movie. I really like it. I hope that's not that they Mark go... Ruffalo, right? No, it's uh, Ed, Ed Norton. Norton. Got it. Yeah, I hope they go back to that like story, whatever. But anyway, so yeah, I guess that's part of my point that maybe I should have articulated up front. It, like each phase has a very, to me, who I've never taken a class. I don't know anything. So besides that, I sit down and watch them. But they feel like each phase has a different style. Right. And so when you get to phase three, I think because they took risks that paid off in phase two, you have these crazy Guardians 2, Thor Ragnarok, all the like really out there stuff. Even Captain Marvel, very space. The Marvel movies that don't start on Earth are like the best Marvel movies. But looking at some of these now, I think I would adjust my thesis a little and say that maybe it's not so much that they started taking risks on storylines as much as taking risks on creators. Because I would say even in phase three, there's some movies that maybe, in my opinion, take themselves way too seriously. But you do get another James Gunn Guardians. You get Taika Waititi, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. 
you get Captain Marvel. You get more concentrated dose of the really comic booky stuff. So maybe that's the way it happened. I don't think Thor Ragnarok would have happened without Guardians. And then they announced Guardians 2 and that Ego was going to be the bad guy. And my comic book knowledge was such that I knew Ego was the living planet, Ego the living planet. When you hear that news, you're like, how the fuck are they going to make James Gunn is crazy. Ego the living planet. They pulled it off. (laughs) They sure did. I really like Guardians 2. What's your favorite movie out of Phase 3 and why, Lorelai? Thor Ragnarok. Because it's fucking fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's so fun. I mean, I talk about Taika Waititi all the time on this podcast, and everything he does is amazing and perfect. So there you go. What's really interesting about Thor Ragnarok, I think think they needed to make a change with Thor. Thor 1 and Thor 2 are way more serious, obviously, than Thor Ragnarok. And I think it's amazing that in the first two minutes of Thor Ragnarok, there's not a voiceover, but there is a little bit of exposition. But it turns out that he's it's because Thor is talking to a skeleton. <laughs> and the sense that he, at that point, left the Avengers and was in space by himself, searching for the Infinity Stones for two years, and that it kind of drove him a little insane, is the perfect setup for making that movie as fun as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it just goes bonkers from there and is so different from the first two. And I think that that's what makes it so lovable. What an amazing idea, right? So fun. So great. Okay. What do you think, Royce? What's your favorite? Well, I think Doctor Strange is my favorite. Oh, that's right. But I, I do want to put an asterisk on my Star Wars comment earlier. Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, could not dethrone original Star Wars. But there wasn't a lot of Star Wars to compare it to that to it at that time, or at least not new Star Wars. But Avengers Infinity War came out a little bit after Last Jedi, and I made a Facebook status after we saw that, and I was <gasps> like, Last Jedi, less than sign, Infinity War. <laughs> Man, you hated Last Jedi. Marvel figured out how... Do we're cursing all over this episode? They figured out how to make a <laughs> fucking movie, man. And, and Star Wars has no fucking clue how to how make, to make a, a movie. movie. <laughs> at, at least in my They've humble opinion. They've made so many. All right, again, again, we're going to repeat ourselves so many times. Sorry if you liked it. There's stuff I like. But in comparison, like that was the moment in time that Marvel superseded my excitement levels from Star Wars. Like, I'm more excited to see all this other stupid Marvel stuff than Star Wars where you're like, I don't know, you're going to continue ruining it. (laughs) Marvel just has a better handle on it. And hopefully Star Wars learns from it and they grow. Because again, look back at the early Marvel films. Like, are they as good as the ones now? Hmm, I don't know, you could argue. And Star Wars needs to learn from it. But I thought that was another interesting tipping point where... Those two movies came out. You were excited for Last Jedi. Didn't meet expectations, but Infinity War, come on. The ending, you're in. And I got to like give my hat, tip my hat, round of applause, bump the microphone. <laughs> give my hat. Here's my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go watch it right now. Like I'm getting pumped just thinking about it. That was a really good time. I left the theater pumped. Not the same mm-hmm. with Star Wars Last Jedi. Sorry, Ryan Johnson. That in the fly episode are just knives out is, is good, but... He did Knives Out, right? Yeah, I like Knives Out. Robin, what do you got? Uh, my favorite was definitely Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Though, listening to, for everything that both of you mentioned, and also because the music is awesome, and because they definitely did like a complete 180 on Thor, I definitely was like, Thor sucks. Thor's a bu- <laughs> bullshit franchise. Why did they do Thor? And then they made Thor Ragnarok, and I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty fucking good. Just uh, laughing about... We know each other from work. (laughs) He's a friend from work. (laughs) Stuff like that is so good. Like, that's just, that's another thing. He's been, he's gone insane over the past two years. He's on this alien planet in this coliseum. No one knows what that means. Like, you don't have a job. Yeah. He, like, (laughs) thinks the Avengers is his job. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Robin. (laughs) Though, listening to Royce talk about leaving the theater angry after Last Jedi. I also left the theater very angry after Infinity War. Yeah, but that you wanted to go fight Thanos, right? No, I almost walked out of the theater within the first like 10 minutes of Infinity War. 
But <laughs> I was angry oh. for completely different reasons. I was angry after Last Jedi because it sucked. <laughs> uh, Infinity War was very good, but Infinity War does start with my favorite character dying. So mm. yeah, I did almost walk out of the theater. I was definitely like, if he is not back to life in the next 20 minutes, I am leaving. Yeah. But he got a series, so I guess it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. Uh, yeah. Two things that I remember very vividly. One is Robin and I talking after Infinity War and her expressing all these points and also being like, what the fuck? Like, how do they... Like, Black Panther 2 has to happen. Spider-Man 2 has to happen. Where did everyone go? That kind of conversation. (laughs) And also after The Last Jedi that I saw with Royce and Robin on opening weekend, we left the theater and Royce was really pissed and Robin and I were both trying to be like, it wasn't so bad. (laughs) kind of thing like the Yoda scene was great yeah Bruce was like Star Wars has to go away so (laughs) we don't always butt heads I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah and that's the evolution of the MCU we we covered it all we haven't seen Shang-Chi because I haven't seen any phase four movies I think Shang-Chi is the first phase the Black Widow Black Widow we haven't sorry yikes (laughs) sorry it's not on Didn't it come out? On, yes, yes. It right? Did. And then ScarJo sued Disney. Oh, about that's right. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. Right? Yeah. It's a whole thing. So we should watch that. Yeah. And I've I would, I can't it. wait to watch Shang-Chi. It's getting really good reviews. And it's got, obviously, has a really great cast and a really great director. But we have to wait 45 days from its theatrical release to see it on Disney Plus. Boo. <laughs> so I think we pretty much summed it up. I would be really interested. Like Royce said earlier, if your favorite phase is different or if you have a favorite MCU movie from a different phase than phase three, I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to hear why and and all that stuff. So find us wherever I said earlier and Royce would say in a little bit. I do not have a surprise question song because I didn't (laughs) review it beforehand. Okay, I'm sorry, everyone listening. I don't have a song. Leave the Love Island theme song. Tonight, on Krypton to Alderaan, it's a surprise question. Trouble in the recording studio. I'm sorry, it's gone on for too long. Okay, my surprise questions are, do you remember last time we recorded and I said that surprise question would be a two-parter? If you don't remember, uh, the, four of, the three of you, or listeners, or if you're new listeners, what I asked them last time was, what would you be, a Jedi or a Sith? Robin said... Best of both worlds, Rui said Jedi. I said, I'd love to be a Jedi, but I'd probably be a Sith, and I don't remember what you said. Lorelai wanted to be a Jedi alone with her books. Yeah. That's right. Okay, Read that Silas. One. Follow up. Question. What Star Wars character, existing character that we know of, canon or not, would you be if you existed in the Star Wars universe? Royce. I thought you were going to ask which one would be your Jedi master. Uh... I'm sick of that. I guess, I don't know, I'm trying to be logical of like who I would actually wind up being, but I want to say Shirat Imwe, because he's one of my favorite characters, where he's not actually a Jedi, which like I think is probably more realistic. Like in the grand scheme of the galaxy, there's not a lot of like Force-sensitive people, it seems, but he's into the Force and he like tries to channel it. And I think that's like a very romantic take on the Jedi mm. religion to be like, I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. And he's like praying to the Force, you know? That seems like... I get down with that. And then he's also like a guardian of the will. It's like a park ranger of, uh, you know, Star Wars. <laughs> park ranger of the wills. Robin, what's your answer? Baby Yoda. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes! Robin! Coming he's in for the so, kill. So small and so cute, and everybody underestimates him, but he's putting out all the fires, and he's murdering all your enemies, so. Nice. Suck it. <laughs> okay, Lorelai. Yes. Your surprise question is special and catered specifically <laughs> to you. I have also catered it to us having watched this year's finale of Love Island. So, the Love Island couples are Finn and Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Who else did we say? R2-D2. R2-D2 <laughs> and C-3PO. Rey and Kylo. Yeah. And I'm going to throw in Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, yeah. with Cobb Vanth. The marshal who we Not saw Baby wearing Yoda. Boba Fett's okay. armor. Yep. But here's the twist. Everyone, I hope you're listening. Din Djarin originally coupled up with Cop Vanth, but... His head was turned. After Casa Amor, 
His head was turned, and he comes back with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so, who wins Love Island? Love Island. Star, Star Wars. Wars version. <laughs> Love Island, a Star Wars story. Mm. And does Din go back to Cobb, or does he stay with Luke? Is it Din Cobb or Din Luke? I think Din goes back to Cobb, because that is what usually happens on Love Island when they, like, absolutely dump someone and bring someone back from Casso Moore, like 95% of the time, they go back to their original couple. Yep. But this is a hard question to ask because, like, a lot of those people die. I think it might be... <laughs> I think it might be... I think it's Kylo and Ray. Woo! 50,000 pounds 50, they win. Do you split it or... Uh, no, never mind. Yeah. Kylo and Ray, huh? Because it's, like, so built up, the love story aspect. I guess, I don't know. I am subject to recency bias, as we all know. No, I think that that's the best way to go. It's the millennial couple. It is the millennial couple. It's heteronormative. Love Island loves that. Yep, they sure do. All right, well, good. Anyway. What a fun thing. Did you have fun? I did. Great. Did you pick your the character? What Star Wars would... character would you be? Yeah. Wow, I'm so glad you asked. Babu Frick. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, again, it's going to be oh. like what I'd love to say versus what it would actually be. So I would love to say I would be... It's hard because I don't really like the Jedi. So in the High Republic era, I would pick a Jedi I would love to be. In like the era that we all know, I would like probably be an Anakin, but a more redeemable Anakin or a Kylo Ren. Because I just really relate to like when Kylo smashes that computer when they can't get the droid. Mm. But in actuality, Anger. like, probably if anyone else were to answer this question for me, they would say C-3PO. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other languages. I'd make a horrible <laughs> protocol droid. <laughs> I am fluent in basic. Let me look what that up I? on Wikipedia for you. It may or may <laughs> not be right. Uh, so that's that. What a what a fun time we've had here. Uh, just like Ash said, it might not always be about Star Wars, but we get back to it eventually. All right, listeners, who would be your Star Wars avatar? And also, what are your favorite MCU movies? Star Wars, MCU, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about Breaking Bad next week. You never know. <laughs> Anything could happen. It's going to be my birthday. And when I blow out those candles, oh boy, we'll see if my wish comes true. <laughs> What a weird way to say that. <laughs> All right. So let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, on a YouTube comment or a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Also, you could pew, pew, pew us an email at krypton2alderon at gmail.com. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been... Otto Octavius. And we've been...